Whether you're hitting the road on your way to work or just hitting snooze. Broadcasting live and local. This is, is Lee Faulkner on A64 Triple M. G'day, I'm Lee Faulkner and welcome to the podcast edition of the show uh, where you get to catch up on some of the things you might have missed throughout the week or some of the things you might want to listen to again. Uh, We've got plenty of laughs coming with a few you can't be serious, those stories that leave you saying, Lee, you can't be serious. Uh, We'll have our discussion in the cafe about school sports days and whether they should be compulsory or not. And there's a whole lot more on the way, including the full Smelly Boot experience as we talk all things rugby league thanks to Bottle Mart. And uh, we start by saying a very good morning to our tipsters. Gov, good morning, mate. G'day, boys. How are we this morning? Very good. Uh, leading into the pointy end of the season, Paul Solid Reedy from KR Plumbing Supplies and the Western Clydesdales. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, everyone. Looking forward to a great round of rugby league this week. Looks pretty good uh, for the rest of this round and tonight's game. So, look, uh, the first game, uh, you know, uh, but you just never know what you get from the Warriors when they're at Mount Smart Stadium and they're likely to pull their socks up. They actually are not that far out of the betting running as far as this game's concerned, which probably says, too, a little bit about the Bulldogs' performances. Uh, They have had a, a fairly good little run here in the last few weeks, but they've been up and down. Uh, Gov, uh, I'm on the Warriors because they're at Mount Smart Stadium. What are your thoughts? Yeah, look, that's a big help to them. There's no doubt about that. Warriors are in 14th. Dogs are in the 12th. So as you said, it's a ho-hum game. Um, I split them. I had a look at the averages, and the Warriors have been leaking 28 points average every game. So I'm just thinking they've got to score more than 28. I don't know whether they can do that. So on the back of that, I'm going to go the dogs in a tough one. Wow, look out. We've got, we've got facts and figures coming into this now, Solid. What's doing? Yeah, I don't know what he was talking about there, mate. But uh, anyway, maths wasn't me strong suit. No. <laughs> Mine either. Uh, I can only count to eight, which is probably all right for us Parramatta fans. Anyway, we'll get to that later. Uh, now, for you, Solid... I'm going to go with the Bulldogs, of course. Good affiliation with the Western Clydesdales. Uh, the Bulldogs, Ooh. I think they'll be too good for the Warriors. I just like to stick solid. You know oh, that. There was no, there's no doubt about it. Uh, he's Didn't been uh, he's been backing them home the whole way through, and yeah. uh, it's why Never get uh, off that's right. And uh, it's why Gus <laughs> Wagner is calling him. Gus later, and <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, it'll be all good. Gus McCullough, that is. Yeah, that's right, exactly <laughs> from the high field. Thanks for pitching my gear. Uh, all right, now five to eight though. Couple of the powerhouses of the uh, NRL competition 2022 go head to head. Combank Stadium, despite two incredible wins in the last couple of weeks, despite being the only team to beat Penrith twice this year. Parramatta go in as the underdogs against South Sydney Rabbitohs on their home turf. Are the Rabbitohs going that good, Gov? Well, gee, I don't know. Look, as you mentioned, I don't know about the powerhouses, but there's two two teams (laughs) turning up tonight. Eels won last week without Moses, which was probably a pretty big effort on the back of um, uh, the new new halfback, I should say, the coach's son. Two big forward packs clash again tonight. It's going to be a really tough game up the middle. I'm going to go a bit of magic from Latrell Mitchell at the back to get South across the line in a tough one. All right. Well, he's not going to uh, load us up here with the curse solid, so that leaves the door open for us. You're as solid as a rock when it comes to the boys, so do I even need to ask? No, Eels. Eels for me. They'll be too good for the Rabbits, even with Latrell Mitchell magic that uh, Gov's predicting. 
I'll go with the Eels, mate, for sure. As a solid number two, I'm with you uh, to make it three in a row and make this run towards the finals really start to count. So I'm on them as well. Okay, then we go to Sydney Cricket Ground Saturday and we kick off three o'clock in the afternoon. This will be an absolute cracker. And again, I'm a bit surprised that in the betting circles, the Roosters go in absolute outright favourites. The North Queensland Cowboys, do they know at sports bet they're sitting in second and have won 15 of 20? Uh, Gov, surely they should get a bit more love with the bookies by this point. Oh, absolutely. And I'm assuming that the Cowboys have had some money on themselves because, yeah, those <laughs> odds are ridiculous. Look, as you said, another great game. Um, the only reason I think I'm going to lean towards the Roosters is they have to win this game to maintain number eight. Mm. Uh, so being at home at the uh, cricket ground, I think might just be enough to get them over the line. But yeah, cracking game. Well, that's an interesting one. I'll have all the $2.25 around North Queensland. So I'm on the Cowboys. Solid? I'm going to go at the Roosters. I thought they were pretty impressive last week over the Broncos. They uh, played a good style of football. Cowboys, you know, they got the win over the Bulldogs, but not that impressive. So I'm going to go at the Roosters. I think the bookies have it right. Okay, there you go. Uh, then we move to Scully Park at 5.30 in the afternoon. The uh, the West Tigers, uh, they come up against the Cronulla Sharks. Uh, you'd have to think the Sharkies would be specials for this one, but who knows which way we go now. There's a bit of turmoil inside the uh, the Tigers camp when you've got a, a front rower uh, and a real clubman coming out and telling Isaiah Papali that if he wants to stay at Parramatta, he should do it. I don't know that the CEO is going to be all that happy with that uh, comment, but which way do you see the game? going here solid yeah I think it'll be one way traffic with the Sharks I think they'll be all over the Tigers there and disarray the Tigers they had their chance last week to beat uh, the Knights who are down the bottom of the table with them and they couldn't do it so I'll go with the Sharks Sharks for mine Gov yeah look the West Tigers they returned to their early uh, poor season form uh, Fanukin's back for the Sharks and I think they put plenty on them all right, then the Broncos host the Newcastle Knights at Suncorp Stadium, 7.35 Saturday night. Look, it's been a, a rough couple of last weeks for the uh, the Broncos. I get a feeling, though, that this is the game they win and play themselves back into a bit of late-round uh, form. Your thoughts on that one, Gov? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think the Knights are probably a side that aren't going to trouble them too much, and that'll be handy for Brisbane, as you said, to play back into a little bit of form, so Brisbane for me. All right, solid. Are we going to put the weight of the Smelly Boot curse on them? Yeah, you betcha. If you're on them, I'm on them. So if we can stop them, that'll be great. But I think the Broncos will be too good for the Knights. I don't even think the curse can stop them this week. All right. Then GIO Stadium, 2 o'clock Sunday afternoon. Uh, the Canberra Raiders host uh, a team of weak uh, gutted dogs uh, uh, down there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be tough. Oh, it's going to be tough, I think, for poor old St. George, even without Ricky at the helm of the team. I, I've been getting some very, very funny text messages of Ricky Stewart in all sorts of different disguises uh, as the assistant coach coming in uh, under all sorts of different names like Manuel Sanchez. Uh, but I can assure you, he won't be anywhere near it. Having said that, I still think the Raiders are uh, solid. Yeah, I think they'll uh, actually rally around not having their coach and they'll, they, it might bind them a bit and I think they'll be too good for the Dragons. Uh, Gov, uh, any chance for the Big Red V? Well, firstly, it uh, looks like Tarek Sims has played his last game for the Dragons after the headshot he put on last week. So yeah. uh, that's his last game. So he's gone for the season and he'll turn up at the Storm next year. Um, my mail is that the Butcher's gone down to coach him for a week. <laughs> And I think if you try and contact him, he'll be in flight. So I don't think you'd be able to contact him. So he's on his way. So he'll be happy as. I've even thought about 
Go on the green machine and putting the curse on them, but I can't do it. I've got to go to the Mighty Dragons. Yeah, look, you actually do stick solid. There's no doubt about that, and you'll be cheering them on, I know, despite the fact they won't make the eight. All right, now on to Seabus Super Stadium. <laughs> I got Was you back. I got you back. I got you back. Don't you're you right. worry. You're right, Gov. You can get on the flight centre up anytime you want to plan your trip away. That's right. <laughs> and there's plenty of room on the Parramatta bandwagon, mate. There's always oh, room dear. for you. You can jump on any time you like. Seabus uh, Super Stadium, then 4 o'clock in the afternoon. The Gold Coast Titans have been woeful, and they come up against the Manly Seagulls, say, who got thumped last week by a premier side. Uh, but having said that, should, I think, bounce back comfortably. Uh, solids, I know it's always hard for you when the Titans are involved, but uh, which way are you going? I'm going to go with the Titans to roll the Eagles. I think they'll um, what? they'll they'll get yep. I think they'll get up wow. over the Eagles this weekend. So I'm going to go with the Titans. Wow! All right. Uh, Can you get an ambulance oh, around a solid oh, fight? <laughs> I was about to say. I don't know what's happened no to Paul Solid Rooney, but I tell you what, I'm not sure what's happened to, to Solid. But wherever he's gone, uh, the bloke <laughs> that's replacing you, he's fair dinkum. He's he's going hard. Uh, all right. Uh, your thoughts then, Gov. Yeah, look, uh, I don't think Desi has would be very happy about getting beaten by a reserve grade outfit last week, so I think they strike back this week. <laughs> oh, fair, that'll do, mate. Uh, all right, and manly for me uh, there. Solid, what's happening locally? Yeah, locally, there's a couple of old rivalries this weekend. Of course, on uh, Saturday, the Valley's Roosters are taking on uh, South's Tigers. That's uh, always going to be a great game out at... Uh, John McDonald Sports Complex and Saturday afternoon as well. Brothers taking on Newtown. They're very fierce rivals as well. Both struggling uh, this season and in conjunction with that will be the Wagner's Clydesdales taking on the Townsville Blackhawks out at Brothers at 1.30 on Saturday. So some great rugby league along with the Gatton Hawks on Sunday taking on the Highfields. Eagles which will be a replay of our Madsen Rasmussen final between Gatton and Highfields. Wonderful. Uh, I'll be at Brewoomba on Sunday, so expect some late-night texts, boys, and enjoy the rugby league. Cheers. Have a good one, fellas. You cannot be serious! Yes, I'm serious. And so, you want to be famous, but you have no talent whatsoever. So, unless you happen to be a Kardashian, it's not likely then that fame is coming your way. Well, maybe a name change would help your cause and put you on the road to fame. And there are plenty of famous names to choose from, like Elvis Presley, Michael Jackson, Marilyn Monroe, and Fire Exit. Yep, Fire Exit. A name that apparently makes you the most famous person in the world. Well, at least according to Dino Wilson. And here's old Dino to explain why. Hi, I used to be Dino Wilson until I formally changed my name by deed poll to Fire Exit to be the most famous person on the planet. My whole life I've been telling everybody that one day I'm going to be so famous that I will have my name in lights in every building all over the world. If your name is Fire Exit, it's in every building all over the world and it's always illuminated, even the power short. And to be fair, it sort of worked. The 41-year-old audio and visual installation engineer, that's a fancy name for a guy who sets up video screens at conferences, claims that following the name change, he now holds meet and greets where people bring along their own fire exit signs for him to sign. Who are these people? And what devastation could they have caused by knocking off a fire exit sign? But not everyone is happy about Dino's newfound fame. According to Fire Exit, his girlfriend is now sick of the sight of fire exits. And he admits there are more fire exit signs than plastic bags in their home. 
Oh, the price of fame. And when at work, Fire Exit says his mates love telling people who he is, and he claims he can't go anywhere without people pointing his name out above doors. To make it worse, he even has his own dad joke shtick to go along with it, telling anyone who'll listen, I might be called Fire Exit, but I can certainly make an entrance. Well, I don't know about all of that, but I can tell you one other sign I'm thinking of. Stop! You cannot be serious! Time to head into Lee's Cafe. <laughs> Thanks to Milk and Honey. And Street Toowoomba on 864 Triple M Darling Downs. Oh, and we're loving tucking into a bit of brekkie and coffee from our good friends Milk and Honey and Street in Toowoomba. They're constantly evolving that menu to changing seasons. So looking forward to see some of the uh, things that won't be too far away for the spring menu. And you can get yourself in there and support one of our great local hospitality organisations, Milk and Honey Cafe and Street Toowoomba, uh, helping me to solve the problems of the world over a little brekkie this morning from Ability Enterprises. Tracy Scanlon, good morning to you. Good morning, Lee. And Emma Quay. A former employee here. Long time ago now. Yeah. You look very nice with your maroon hair, I must say, Lee. Oh, thank you. you. Yes, it's still there a little bit. It's still hanging on. It's almost (laughs) gone. Uh, It's now the two-tone hair because they've cut (laughs) away the sides. So I look like the editor from the Spider-Man, the the, the paper in the (laughs) Spider-Man comics uh, with the two-tone hair. But anyway, uh, and that's that's not the worst of it. I've got the Queensland tattoo (laughs) around the backside. Yeah, I don't really need to say that. Dear, dear, (laughs) dear. Things we do. All right. Uh, let's talk about this. A woman has caused a bit of a stir online after uh, writing a, a quite a lengthy diatribe about uh, the school sports days that are a compulsory part of education, whether it's the athletics carnival, swimming carnival, those sorts of things, cross country, etc. Uh, and, you know, some kids, they excel at sport and absolutely love it. Others, not so much. And uh, for some that might be uh, suffering with anxiety uh, or, you know, ADHD and those sorts of issues, Uh, These days, uh, says this woman, for her son, uh, the worst of them all. And she says uh, that uh, she is petitioning schools to stop them from being compulsory. I'm I'm not that big of a fan of the idea, but maybe my mind can be changed as we talk about this because I I believe you you can't pick and choose what should be and shouldn't be compulsory. There's a good reason why our education is what it is. It's a rounded thing that there's art and there's woodwork and there's music and there's maths and English as well as there is sport. And if you're missing out on any of those things, then you're missing out on opportunity to grow in one way or another. Uh, and now we either make the whole thing non-compulsory so if you want to send the kids you do or if you don't you don't or you've just got to say we immerse ourselves in everything no matter what even if it makes us feel a bit uncomfortable and Tracy isn't it the case in life and certainly working in the organization that you do that you know outside the comfort zone is where all the good stuff happens and it can be difficult can be challenging but that's where all the magic happens Absolutely. And school's all about um, engaging and encouraging people to stretch their boundaries. And if we don't immerse people within um, different aspects of life, how are they going to know what they don't like and what they do like? Absolutely right. If I had 
listen to my kids right from the word go, they would never have eaten a vegetable in their life. I, if I had, you know, because they would say, no, it causes me great pain to have to sit here and, and eat these veg. I, but you don't, you persevere, don't you? And now, as, uh, you know, older teenagers, they're more than happy to tuck into a plate of veggies and, and salad. So while it might have been a daunting experience the first couple of times, perhaps down the track, they find a love of a particular sport. But even if it's not, even if they're not that sporty, and you're a really sporty, you come from a very well-known sporty family here oh, yeah. with a squash champion. <laughs> father who played against some of the big names. Yeah, I mean, he must have been encouraging of sport uh, for you uh, girls, the three of you. Uh, But but having said that, just even being there on the sidelines to cheer on, isn't that part of it? I think so. I love sport. And I loved loved the athletics carnivals. Wasn't a swimmer. Couldn't swim to save myself. But I would go and to cheer on my mates who were good at it. And... um, same thing. I would get I would get anxiety. Hundred percent would get nervous before races because I wanted to do well. Yep. Even though I was sporty, it still made me anxious. But I did it because I liked it. Yep. And it doesn't mean you're not anxious though. But one thing that was always compulsory at school and it would always be forever, that nobody enjoyed doing. Doing a speech, doing like an oral presentation in front of yeah. your whole class. Everybody's staring at you on whatever topic. Like this lady in the um, in the uh, article mentioned about, you know, being the fastest or the strongest isn't integral to your success or survival. Well, it might be if that's what you want to continue on with life. It mm. might be integral to your success. But, you know, maybe doing an oral for three minutes on Shakespeare in year 10 probably isn't. That's but you right. still have to do it. That's and it's right. still intimidating. People are staring at you. Same with body issues. Everything. Body issues. People looking at you. Talking in front of people. But that's something you can't go, oh, I don't want to do it. Sorry. Uh, and that opens the door to that, though, once you start going down this track. Instead of encouraging and saying, I know you feel really self-conscious about how, how you look. I know that you're not comfortable with sport. And I know you're just going to sit there all day because you're not going to perform. But I would really like you to still go and be a part of it as I want you to do that <clears throat> oral presentation in class. Because what makes you an integral member of society is your ability to embrace others and to cheer them on. Not everyone's going to win. That's right. There's only one winner. Yes. But it builds us to be able to support those around us. Because if we don't support those around us, why bother turning up? Well, that's, that's a very right. good point. I, I Look, in the in the lengthy discussion that I had with producer Rob, who who was sort of open to what this woman was saying, having gone through some, you know, the scenario himself uh, around sports carnivals and so forth, one of the things that he said to me was, well, how about if the if the education department made just maybe a little more effort in making it more inclusive for everyone? So it wasn't just about the, the fastest and the strongest and really so, but we're celebrating all sorts of this. So maybe at the school sports carnival, for those that aren't into sport, Maybe there's a, a chess tournament going on at the same time there, and so they're cheering that on and saying, right, the 100 metres has just uh, finished, and at the same time we've got the Year 11 boys and they've just wrapped up their chess tournament. Well done to John, who's, uh, who's won that. So giving some inclusion in some way, it was just an example he made, but, but making it perhaps more inclusive for those that, that aren't necessarily going to get involved in the competition of sport. Another area I wonder about too is how much of that article was written from the parents' perspective. Maybe they weren't happy with sport at school, so therefore they're imposing their own values on their child. Let the child be a child. Let education be education mm. and let them experience everything. It's like a sample pack. It's like going to the echo and getting your, your sample bag of, of experiences in one shop. So Absolutely. Look, I can remember talking about this many times, saying, you know, if you're sitting at the table saying, I hate broccoli, well, what do you think your kids are going to do? Yeah, exactly. And I think it's important to 
to cheer on people who are maybe more gifted in the sporting arena um, when they're not, if they're not as so gifted in the academic arena, when we cheer mm. them on when there's award ceremonies, that's fair. We want to celebrate them for being clever and for being Ducks of really the school, good, yeah, and for putting that. in the effort into yeah. study. What about these people who may not be academically minded but are really great physically? And then there's always those people who are good at both who nobody likes. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think it's fair to cheer on both aspects because not everyone's good at everything. So let's cheer on them for that and let's cheer on them for that. I think it's fair. Absolutely. I, well, look, it's exactly how I feel about it. One triple three five three. Uh, your thoughts, uh, the athletics carnival, swimming carnivals, cross-country, those sorts of things, uh, should they remain a compulsory part of the education, just like maths, English and geography and everything else that goes along with it uh, as an entire uh, you know, experience that our kids are getting and should we be supporting them in those endeavours as opposed to allowing them to to just pick and choose and drop out here and there. One triple three five three is the number to call. Uh, thank you very much to our guest, Tracy Scanlon from uh, Ability Enterprises. Thank you, Emma Quady. Thank you. Thanks, Wonderful Lee. to see you both. It's 19 past eight. Lee Faulkner on 864 you cannot be serious! Yes, I'm serious. And last weekend, in a river in a tiny rural area of Russia, hundreds of contestants braved the cold water to take part in an annual race that gives new meaning to triathlete. Yes, if you're willing to try anything once, then the Bubble Barber Challenge is what you've been looking for. Organiser Dmitry Belavanov, a physicist by training, welcomed the impressive turnout where swimmers must navigate waters armed with inflatable adult-type dolls. And given the expression on the face of said dolls, water intake through the mouth may be an issue, although CPR seems like it would be quite easy. Anyway, Dimitri said that after several qualifying races that included over 300 men and 80 women, the final leg included only the top qualifiers. The Bubble Barber Challenge was first held in 2003. Both men and women swim 600 metres in the river with their inflatable of choice. Organisers say the water was a comfortable 18 degrees Celsius. No, the only time 18 degrees is comfortable is when it's 40 outside and that's what you set the aircon to. Anyway, many girls use inflatable men, according to the organisers, some inflatable phalluses and other inflatable things from adult shops. But apparently in another blow to Russian females, all these options are much more expensive than inflatable women. So for those participants who don't have their own Organisers provide you with one, which they say are not suitable for anything other than swimming. I'm not real convinced. Either way, organisers say the race was a success. Maria Lavanova claimed first place for women on her inflatable named Suffering Machine in a time of 4 minutes and 24 seconds. Her husband, also known as Suffering Machine, was chuffed. Not surprisingly, the men finished much, much quicker, averaging less than a minute. You cannot be serious! Triple M's Friday Foodies with Kristen O'Brien. My favourite time of the week as we get to talk all things food. We talk with Kristen O'Brien from Dine Darling Downs. Good morning. Good morning, Lee. How are you going? Oh, great end of the week and uh, looking forward, as I say, to talking about food. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, today I've got something that will make you happy. As a dad of two awesome teenagers, did you know that Father's Day, it's just three weeks away? Yeah, absolutely. And I've already started leaving those catalogues around uh, as a bit of a hint as well. So, <laughs> but, you know, isn't that amazing? Because, that, I mean, the year is just flying by. How has it got to Father's Day already? I know. It's crazy, isn't it? Oh. It's been, the year is absolutely flying by. 
But Father's Day, it's on Sunday the 4th of September and we've got a really unique foodie gift for Dad this year. Mm, all right. Uh, look, if it's uh, not that uh, us dads don't like the novelty socks and the odd, you know, Bunnings voucher, uh, but a food hamper, now that sounds like a better idea for Father's Day, for me at least. Well, I thought it might appeal to you, Lee. We've found this amazing local business. It's called The Grazier's Daughter, and they deliver unique and delicious food hampers right to your door. And now, you've used the word unique in describing these because it's exactly what they are. Not only are they created with care and attention to detail, but all of the items in these stunning hampers are either grown locally, made locally, sourced within a close distance to Toowoomba in the Darling Downs region, I really do love that. I know a lot of people do. It's all local. Yes, and isn't that brilliant? And Friday Foodies, we love local here. So uh, the Grazier's daughter owner, Wendy Cook, she spends a lot of her time sourcing these quality, often handmade, Lee, these ingredients and Mm. these beautiful goodies that are in these hampers. They are very special. She has a real connection also with these local suppliers and is herself a champion of buy local. So very important that we all continue to do that. Uh, right. So, look, some of the things that you'll find in a Father's Day hamper from the Grazier's Daughter are the uh, Kulbadi Olives, the Four Brothers Toowoomba Lager. Oh, yum. I love that. Uh, cookies from the Chocolate Cottage. They're always great. Jim's Jerky. Uh, beer sticks there as well. Red wine from Second to None Winery out at Kingsthorpe. Batisto Chocolate, of course, made right here in Toowoomba uh, in our very own Chocolate Factory and is a uh, an award winner around the world. Darling Fresh Smokehouse Season. So, uh, absolutely beautiful. The list goes on and on. Uh, and prices range from $79 to $140 for one of these incredible local hampers. Beautifully gift box and delivered to Dad, making it nice and easy. Oh, we love it when it's easy. When gift selecting is easy, that's a great thing. And, of course, the Grazier's Daughter hampers, they're perfect for every occasion. So, it's not just Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, new arrivals. So, to find out more, just head to their website, Grazier's Daughter. And we'll have a few more ideas for Father's Day coming up soon, including a cooking class that Dad will love. So stay tuned for that one next week. And if you're heading out to eat this weekend, don't forget, head to dinedarlingdowns.com.au to check out the easy-to-use dining guide or follow along with all the latest on their Facebook and Instagram pages. And of course, with us here every Friday on 864-TRIPLE-M. We'll talk to you next week. Look forward to it. Have a great weekend. You cannot be serious! Yes, I'm serious. And things are getting very weird in the world of food. Take Toronto's Angel Domingo, who spent some serious bank to put up a billboard in the city centre for two weeks, offering to trade a cheese stick he found in the fridge of his new home. Now, Domingo reckons it was a huge success with over 300 offers to trade, including Persian cats, someone's girlfriend, and an offer to landscape his entire yard for a cheese stick. Of course, the obvious question here is, why didn't he just eat it? Well, he's off dairy because he's watching his cholesterol, but that might be the least of his worries, admitting if his wife finds out how much he spent on the billboard, she'll kill him anyway. But it's not the most bizarre food-related story right now, thanks to French physicist Etienne Klein. The scientist has apologised after claiming a photo of Proxima Centauri, the closest star to the sun that he claimed was taken from the James Webb Space Telescope, was in fact a slice of his chorizo sausage 
taken against a black background. Yes, Proxima Centauri, the most delicious planet ever, and goes perfectly with a moon made from cheese after a milky way, because it won't ruin your appetite. Anyway, it's still not the weirdest food-related story right now. That title goes to a rural South Korean town, which is getting roasted over its video ad on garlic. The controversy surrounds a 30-second video that had been posted on a YouTube channel for Hong San Garlic. The video shows a woman touching the thigh of a man named Hong Sam who's wearing a full garlic head mask while she says things like very thick and hard to apparently describe the quality of the local garlic. The spicy ad, which reportedly generated about 200,000 views, has, a bit like the garlic itself, left a bad taste in some people's mouths. Their biggest concern is the ad has sexually objectified garlic. Oh, sit down. Which is Korean for Karen. You cannot be serious!